Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real-Time Enterprise channel on Vantic TV, our video and podcast series of interviews with thought leaders and practitioners in digital transformation and the real-time enterprise. My name is Blaine Matthew, and I'm Chief Marketing and Product Officer at Vantic. Note that you can reach either myself or the guest by sending a note to realtime at vantic.com, and we will be more than happy to follow up. So we all recognize that the mobile revolution is a big driver of many digital transformation initiatives. And I'm very excited to be joined today by Glenn Gruber, senior mobile strategist at Annexanet. And I'll let him tell you more about Annexanet in a second. He is also co-founder of the Emerging Technology Council and a conference co-chair of the Engage event series where I first heard Glenn speak. It was there that I realized what a great guest he would be for Vantic TV. So thank you, Glenn, for joining me today. No, Blaine, thank you very much for having me. I really, uh, really appreciate the opportunity. It should be a good conversation. Absolutely. Well, I know you're very knowledgeable in this area, and we have yet to have your first ever uh, mobile expert on Vantic TV, and obviously a very hot topic, so thank you again. And why don't you start by telling us more about Annexanet and what your role is there? Sure. So Annexanet is a a company based in the Philadelphia area. Uh, basically, we provide strategy, consulting, and also delivery around all different elements of digital transformation. So we all know that there's a, a lot of different elements to that uh, journey uh, that need to come together for it to really work. So there's the front end piece, there's cloud, there's mobile, the legacy apps, new stuff like machine learning and analytics, you, know, you name it, it all needs to get together. So that's actually one of the cool things about Annexinet is that we have all of those competencies together to really help create a holistic approach to taking people down that path. Um, I'm a senior mobile strategist, so I'm on the enterprise mobility team uh, and I've been with the company for about five years now. Hmm. And so your focus is on mobile, but Annexanet is not only about mobile, it's about uh, all elements of the technology transformation mix. Yeah, it's, it's customer engagement, and you know, which includes like omni-channel analytics and interactions, um, you know, cloud and hybrid uh, IT uh, work, um, you know, things like new things like machine learning um, and advanced analytics, uh, yeah, as well as the enterprise mobile component of it. So, you know, it's, it's really a pretty cool firm. Uh, I've enjoyed my time over the last five years, and yeah, they keep me challenged. That's all I can ask for. Thanks. Makes sense. So to mobile then, how did you get to be their mobile guru? How do you, how did you get to where you are today? Sure. So I, I'm not the mobile guru. I'm one of, of many. Uh, so, you know, we, we've got actually a really large team, which includes both uh, the strategy group, which I'm a part of, you know, as well as about 70 or 80 other uh, folks, you know, on the design development, testing and architecture side. Um, but so, you know, it's funny you ask, you know, how did I get here? Um, <clears throat> yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was out to dinner with uh, my daughter uh, and one of her friends. I was taking them to see Anastasia, like a local, you know, kind of traveling Broadway show here in Rhode Island. Um, you know, and, and they're just sitting and chatting and, you know, they're freshmen in high school, you know, at this point. Yeah. And they're already worried about, like, what are they going to do? 
you know, it's kind of like they feel like they need to decide now. And I, I really try to tell them, you know, don't get too wound up about that right now because, you know, it's not really a straight line um, type of thing. And, you know, and, and my story is exactly that. Um, so I actually started out of, in college as an accountant um, because my dad, my uncle, three of my cousins, you know, all accounts, it seemed like that was, it's like the family business. That's where I was going to go. Um, and initially I, I worked for Cooper's, uh, for a few years and, uh, then, you know, went back to go get an MBA at, uh, Columbia. Um, my father thought it was going to be finance. It ended up being marketing and management. Um, and my summer internship was with Kiyosera. Hmm. Um, and that's really what brought me into the tech world. Like I always kind of liked tech, but I was not a computer science major or anything like that. Um, and so over the past 20 years, I've worked for a bunch of startups. I've filled out uh, the S1s and also, sadly, the uh, bankruptcy <laughs> forms at the end of the dot-com dot bust. Um, you know, and, and then you know, about 10 years ago, started to get into mobile. You know, and you know, that's about the time that it was completely transformed by, by the iPhone and modern smartphones as we know it. Um, so I kind of got lucky just that my path got me engaged in that, uh, right at, you know, a major, uh, inflection point. And, um, so that's how I got started with mobile. And then five years ago, started at uh, a company called Propelix, which was, is now part of an Exonet. We were recently acquired this past year. And, um, yeah, it's been a great ride. I've really gotten an opportunity to work with some terrific clients, seeing all sorts of different businesses and how they struggle with enterprise mobility and how they build that up and become successful. Great. Well, so let's dive into that then. So let, let's start with what, what's particularly exciting you these days uh, about the intersection of business and mobile, mobile technologies? Well, I mean, one of the things I've always loved about mobile was the opportunity that it brought for business process reengineering. There are so many things that, um, you know, we used to do in a certain way. And when you start to consider you know, all of the, you know, the information that we know, um, you know, through different systems and services, uh, the sensors on the device, where you are and all, yeah, that can really make those business processes a lot better, um, a lot more streamlined and more productive um, and get us out of things that add extra time for no extra value, like having to, you know, fill out paper forms and then go back sometime later um, and eventually kind of type those into another system and, you know, all, all, all the normal, you know, problems with that. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, that business process reengineering stuff is really interesting to me. Now I think that when you look at some of the other technologies that are now available to us, um, especially which can be done on the mobile device, like, you know, machine learning um, has the potential to shape reshape so many parts of the business, um, digital twins and AR chatbots and voice. Um, all of those things are interesting on their own. But then when you consider that all of those components are available to us on the mobile device, um, whether it be a smartphone, a tablet, um, you know, there's just, there's so much potential uh, still to be had. So like all of that, you know, is, is really intriguing to me. 
Absolutely. And so can you give us, you mentioned earlier about uh, some of the experiences you've had working with clients over the years. What are some interesting projects you've worked on or some interesting results, I guess, that you've seen as a result of embracing some of these mobile technologies? Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of really always interesting um, to go on these different engagements. Most of the time we start with strategy first rather than, you know, let's, let's go do a project because, Sometimes that's kind of that cart before the horse. Um, you know, one of the things that we try and work with people to, to do because our focus is, is as often as not on the employee facing uses of mobile rather than the consumer facing um, is to try and identify, you know, understand what are the possibilities um, and then make sure that the IT organization is ready to actually fulfill those dreams that we come up with. But, um, you know, it, it's really important for for, for me uh, and and in working with our clients to make sure that we can get really good priority of what those opportunities could be, you know, and avoid, you know, either the first in first out kind of like, let's take this project forward or what I refer to as the Khrushchev method, which is whoever like just takes off their shoe and bangs it on the table loudly enough kind of gets their project funded. Um, so starting with that strategy is really important and it kind of frames the approach for the organizational, the organization writ large kind of um, in a way that many companies as they're experimenting with new technologies don't often do. Um, and, and it's interesting to see like where people are. Um, you know, a lot of times we're brought in when they're still trying to figure it out really on a fundamental level. Um, you know, so yeah, that can be, you know, definitely really interesting. Like I was, I think my last engagement was uh, with one of the largest um, in, uh, investment firms, investment advisor firms, you know, in the country. And they're really just at a point where they're trying to mobile enable those, you know, you know, 15, 16,000 advisors out there. So mm -hmm. getting that together is, is fun. It's amazing that they're just now thinking about how to mobile enable these people. Haven't they been mobile enabled you know, a decade ago? Or, or yeah, I mean, another level, maybe. Yeah, um, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I have to say that, you know, it's, it's not, it, it's not out of the ordinary for, for what we see, like, there, there's so many firms that are just getting down, you know, the mobile, the you know, kind of larger digital transformation journey, um, where, uh, they haven't really done a lot. I mean, we, you know, it's been a number of years, but yeah, you know, there are different times where people are just rolling out, you know, email contacts and calendar, you know, and yeah, you know, today, like you might as well have given them a Blackberry still. Um, Cause, but, but that's where some people are, you know, and this is, you know, as much as we think that kind of we've done mobile, like, you know, and a lot of the companies and these are billion dollar companies. These aren't, like, yeah, the, the mom and pops, um, there's still so much to be done. Hmm, interesting. So you brought up digital transformation. I wonder if in that case, though, is it, is it real digital transformation or is it something even more basic to trying to do before digital transformation? Because I, I tend to think of digital transformation in the context we generally use it here in, um, in Vantic TV as enabling 
a truly new business model or a truly innovative way of conducting business. But uh, I don't know, is, is this transformation when they're just catching up to something they could have been doing five or even maybe 10 years ago? Well, yeah, like so much of it, it depends on like where those, where each company is at. Um, yeah, there, there are some companies that are still, you know, kind of references earlier, you know, moving from paper processes, uh, which they're you know, running their businesses on. Um, you know, before we started recording, I talked to you about, you know, there's an, another company I worked on, you worked at for, you know, almost a, a, a year where the majority of their business, and this is, you know, tens of billions of dollars, um, is run on individual instances, uh, you know, across the country of apps running on VB6, uh, and access databases on, on a computer, you know, like, you know, almost, you know, truly under someone's desk. Um, so yeah, you, you have some firms really have a long way to go. Um, others are certainly more advanced. They've, you know, they've got the sales forces and the SAPs and the big digital infrastructure already in place, but they're now getting to a point where they can start taking those next steps, start being more, you know, uh, event driven and, uh, you know, event triggered, um, uh, starting to bring in, you know, advanced analytics and machine learning and, and things of that nature. Um, so yeah, I mean, the definition for many people is, is different. That's why it's like, it's almost the perfect term for consultants because <laughs> it, it means so much to so many. Right. Well, what, you know, what percent of your engagements say, or your company's engagements are, would you call about being about mobile basics versus how many are working on projects that involve event driven applications, machine learning, digital twins, AR, you, the list of technologies you listed earlier, you know, wh wh where would you, where would most companies sit on that spectrum? At least the guys that you're working with. Yeah. So, yeah, again, like a lot of times, initially when they're, you know, engaging us, it's because they don't really have a full strategy. They've built a couple of applications here and there. Maybe they've gone and they've, um, you know, bought an MDM, maybe bought a, you know, yeah, uh, uh, you know, an MADP for development or an MBAS. Yeah, they have the, the tools, but they still don't have the strategy. They haven't thought through... Um, you know, for these kinds of roles that we have throughout the organization, you know, particularly those roles that are truly mobile, you know, your field service people and your uh, logistics and delivery teams right. and even your salespeople, um, what are the thing? what are the tools that we can bring to them or the applications that will help them make their, do their job better? Yeah, you know, and bringing together what's the right device for them, what are the right applications, which ones can we get off the shelf, which ones do we have to build, you know, kind of completely bespoke and custom to support the unique business processes and um, you know, objectives of the company. Yeah, you mentioned field service and sales. To what degree are companies or maybe should companies be thinking about an enterprise-wide mobile strategy versus maybe focusing on departmental or functional area initiatives, like how I'm going to mobilize and mobile enable my field service organization or my sales organization. Do you think it's best done at the, at the functional level or does it actually make sense for a company to attempt to create an end to end mobile strategy? So 
to me, this comes down to setting a prioritization strategy. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, oftentimes you'll find like the head of sales, you know, because they're doing sales, they have a budget and therefore they get some stuff done. And, and sometimes you get these siloed strategies, um, you know, but that doesn't mean not, not to you know, demean the sales profession at all, but it doesn't always mean that that's the best use of the limited you know, funds and resources that we have as a company. Um, you know, especially as you're building up mobile, you don't have a ton of mobile developers. There's only initially so much velocity that you can get um, from that team to start to build some apps. So what we often try and do um, is look across the organization, you know, try and elicit what are those possibilities. And, and oftentimes we'll go in and we'll run ideation sessions um, with both, you know, management type people, but also including people who actually do the jobs um, within those areas and start to catalog, well, what are the opportunities here? What's the potential? Um, And then come up with a, a, you know, kind of a a mechanism to score the value of those. So based on, yeah, how does this impact the business drivers of the organization? How ready are we to take on these new business processes? You know, do we have standards and practices ready to go? And then, you know, how, how big of a nut is this to go do? You know, like, is, is this something that we can do, you know, pretty much quick win, or is this something that we've got to build this whole new backend service in order to enable yeah, this new idea that we've got. So kind of making a balance of all that and then looking at that across the organization, you start to identify hotspots of where you know, near-term opportunity is, where kind of that midterm opportunity is, and also what should we maybe take on later on um, and, and should not be where we invest our time today. Hmm. Uh, so You've mentioned IT readiness a couple of times now. I guess, how ready is IT for, for this? And, and are these initiatives generally driven or, or at least enabled by internal IT departments or are companies bringing in external systems integrators or others who are more expert in the technologies? So, so in, a, in a lot of cases, you know, IT is pretty ready. Like, you know, certain things like mobile device management and whatever, like that's, fairly well mm-hmm. situated and has been in place for you know, a, n- a number of years, but doesn't always mean that they're getting the most out of what those systems can do. Um, so what we, what we try and yeah, our goal is to come up with a readiness plan that gets the, the company ready to kind of own, you know, all the mobile development and initiatives going forward as much as they want to. I mean, there's, there's always what's the standard operating model you know, for a company. Some people like to do everything in house. Other people like to farm it out uh, to different folks and we don't need to change that, but we should still make sure that we've got some good standards and practices in place, um, be able to you know, create some scale and leverage through reusable components. And, and how do you go about, um, yeah, doing that. Uh, so like our role is to help them develop and deliver against that kind of strategy. Um, you know, a lot of times, yeah, as they're building up that, that capability within the organization, they might lean on us or others, um, to help, you know, increase that level of maturity, 
but over time, you know, the idea is that, you know, they can take that over and this is a, a fundamental technology pillar for the organization. I mean, to, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's hard to kind of outsource things that, you know, are really critical to the organization's success. And, you know, we like to think that mobile has a big impact of you know, how you run your business today. Yeah, makes perfect sense. You, a few minutes ago, you mentioned event-driven uh, systems, and and the the name of this channel on Vantic TV is actually called the Real Time Enterprise. Do you are you seeing some of these applications of mobile technologies as enabling more of a real time uh, look at the business or real time operations of the business? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it especially in. Yeah, field service is, is a great example. Uh, you've got guys out there doing stuff. And um, also for, you know, people running routes, doing distribution and delivery and servicing um, of different clients, you know, as they're out on their route, like stuff comes up. I mean, this is what life and business is all about is that, you know, customer picks up a phone and they've got a problem and we've got to try and help solve that for them. So to be able to take that initial event or call or customer pain point and then figure out, all right, to solve that problem, who's out, who's out there, who's close, who knows how to solve that problem, who's got the right tools to solve that problem and direct that, you know, and, and have the mobile device kind of be, yeah, the nexus for, for all of that makes perfect sense. And, and we're seeing lots of, you know, of our clients embrace that. I bet, I bet. So you can't have a mobile discussion these days without talking about 5G. What's your theory about the impact of 5G on mobile? And is this going to be, you know, God's gift to mobile, the mobile revolution? Um, so, so, so a couple of things like, like 5G, I think is great. Like it's, I'll always take more bandwidth. I'll always take, give me the opportunity for, you know, to more easily create coverage areas where I don't have coverage areas. But on the other hand, five, you know, today's bandwidth with the you know, LTE coverage that, that we have, you know, primarily talking about here in the U S but even around the globe, it's pretty damn good. Like, you know, the, the, the speeds and the coverage is not what's holding us back. What's holding us back is just not doing enough at this point. With what we, with the technology we already yeah. have with the bandwidth, we all already have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Th th think of the devices that we have. I mean, there's still all these like old, you know, Motorola and Intermec devices that are out there that are not connected at all. Um, we did field force automation, you know, back in the early 2000s. Um, and a lot of those guys are still using the same devices that we gave them 15 years ago. So yeah, there's so much to do if we just did it. Um, that would take us a, a great way forward. Um, 5G will make things better, but it's, you know, maybe for IoT, um, 5G will have more of an impact than just, you know, standard enterprise mobility, but I don't know. Cool. Well, no, it's, I think that's a very insightful answer and, and really aligns with everything you've been saying so far in this, in this discussion. Uh, sort of along those lines, I guess you sort of used one of them already, but this is the part of the conversation where I give uh, you the chance to call BS on an aspect of conventional wisdom. 
I guess you just called BS on, on the fact that 5G is going to radically change everything. And you said, hey, we, we haven't even begun to change based on the current technology. But what, what other areas, uh, is, there, is there another area where you'd like to call BS on conventional wisdom? So, I mean, the, the, the other thing I would say is I alluded to this you know, earlier, um, which is that there's still so much for us to do with mobile. And, and to, you know, there's so much been, there's all these new sexy technologies out there, like, you know, machine learning and AR and, and voice. And they're, they're really interesting. Um, and I'm excited about all of them. Uh, but sometimes we, you know, it's that shiny object syndrome. We get enticed by what the next thing is before finishing what we're already working on or already should be working on. So, um, yeah, and, and yeah, I, I just think that, you know, don't jump to all that. And it's also not a binary choice or you know, mutually exclusive choice. You, doing one doesn't mean that you don't have to do the other. Um, so I don't know. No, no, that, that makes sense. I guess that relates to a, a little thing that's been on my mind for a while about mobile, which is, does mobile even exist anymore as a category uh, of maybe of technology or isn't everything mobile? Like, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it is one of those things. That it's, you know, it, it's uh, just omnipresent. Like, you know, we're, we're not quite at, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, ambient computing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, which is, you know, I always look at like science fiction to tell me like what we should be doing. Um, so, you know, in Star Trek, you just kind of say, hey, computer, and yeah, whether it's your comm badge or, you know, uh, something on the wall or whatever, you can get the information that you need. So yeah, everything is connected today. Um, I also think that, that beyond that, like the definition of what mobile is, is not just the smartphone, not just the tablet. You've got head-mounted devices, which are here and still coming, um, you know, down the future. You've got wearables, uh, like, you know, the Apple watch and, you know, you know, earables, I guess, you know, also part of a wearable, you know, like, uh, AirPods, you know, all of these things are becoming, you know, extensions of mobile. So it doesn't have to be just the smartphone as a device itself to be a mobile thing. Um, yep. I, I fully agree with that. I fully agree with that. Mobile is about being able to be there when it's needed, you know, fundamentally, whatever the location is, whatever the time is, it's about being there in, in time and space as needed. And the technology is whether it's, you know, as you said, uh, a speaker or a smart device mounted on a wall, is that mobile? Well, it's mounted on the wall, so I guess it's not mobile from one perspective, but if it enables a worker that's moving around a building or an office to get work done more effectively, then it is a mobile technology, yeah. right? So it's an interesting, interesting perspective. Well, uh, so and let's see, any technology or business predictions for 2019? So, you know, I, I, I hesitate to do predictions, um, you know, because pretty much almost every prediction that I'll make will be wrong. Um, I think that you can look at a lot of analyst reports and, you know, confirm that fact that pretty much every prediction that is made is, you know, often wrong. That's why we have the trough of disillusionment because all the promises that were made um, are not delivered. So, so at, at Propellix, we, uh, and, and, and Exnet, sorry, keep 
sometimes I, I revert back to the old brand. Um, and next that we, we try and stay away from those and we try and focus more on prescriptions. Uh, okay. So it's kind of what should you be doing in the coming year that you can actually sink your teeth into and make some real progress on rather Great. than give us some prescriptions for 2019. So, so, you know, a, a couple of those, you know, obviously keep investing in, in mobile is one that I'll always say, um, you know, embrace hybrid cloud uh, and cloud native you know, applications. Um, focus on building a continuous testing competency because the more we got continuous integration, continuous delivery, continuous testing and test automation is going to be really critical to be able to pull all that off. Um, yeah, digitizing the business. And, and by that, I mean things like digital twins and yeah, go from the, the 2D or just taking the numbers of the organization, but really creating like a 3D representation of what's happening. Um, you know, uh, another one that I would say to go do now is build apps that see. Um, so basically use the camera, not just as a camera and taking like a Polaroid and attaching it to a file, but now it's a sensor. So there's all sorts of, and, and with machine learning um, to be able to identify different objects, like there's a million things that you can do. Uh, so I think that opens up a whole new you know, area for people. And then, you know, lastly on, on machine learning itself, you know, number one, we are ready to just put rocket fuel on this. Um, a lot of the technology is there. Um, a lot of the tools are there. Uh, a lot of people are already doing a lot. Um, but for those who aren't, um, you know, get started, but take like a, you know, start simple. You, know, you don't always have to go right down to deep learning um, to be successful. Uh, so just, you know, there are smart people at the company, Michael Gallup, uh, for one that can talk more about uh, machine learning, but um, get started, but take a pragmatic approach. Well, I think those are great prescriptions. And I'll tell you on the topic of building apps that see, we are seeing Advantix so many clients now, so many applications and POCs being built around, you know, facial recognition, visual identification in real time. Apps that see is becoming a, a very hot topic uh, around here. So that, uh, that and all, all your prescriptions rung with me, but that one certainly stood out in my mind. And Glenn, I think that actually wraps it. So thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a great conversation. No, thank you, Blaine. It was a lot of fun and uh, I enjoyed it. So maybe right. we'll have you on uh, Device Squad. You know, I'd love, I'd love yeah. to be on it. And speaking of that, so for those interested in hearing more of Glenn's thoughts, you can follow him on Twitter at ggruber66 and check out annexanet.com and also check out the Device Squad podcast that Glenn just mentioned. And you can reach out to me anytime at realtimeadvantic.com. All right. Thanks. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast version of The Real-Time Enterprise, search for The Real-Time Enterprise on iTunes or SoundCloud. And if you are already listening to the podcast version of The Real-Time Enterprise, please leave a rating or comment and let us know how you are enjoying the show. Mm -hmm.